Hey everybody, it's me, Ed. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel, C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. Um, I had to record a reaction. This is the MMA Afterthought, and uh, it is 11, 10 after, 10 after 11 p.m. on uh, April 6th, Monday night. I recorded a podcast earlier today. Um... As we were all waiting for the announcement of uh, what Dana White was going to do regarding UFC 249 and the main event. Since he teased the announcement on Sunday. And, um, excuse me. So, you know, being on the East Coast, I'm three hours ahead of the West Coast. So over there, uh, 10 after 11 is three hours back. And it looks like they're finalizing and, and making deals or whatever. So, of course, the news is coming. Usually Tuesday, Wednesdays is the big news days for MMA stuff. But, you know, the world ain't what it was uh, normally. So, news came out, I guess because he said it. He actually got troll. He he took the bait of a troll Helwani account. So, I guess he had to stick to his guns and and make some sort of announcement today. So, now... hmm. Excuse me, I just had ice cream. UFC 249 will go down as a 11-fight card. Well, I'm not going to say will go down. They announced a new 11-fight card for UFC 249. Tony Ferguson is one half of the main event. The other half is Justin Gaethje. They will be fighting for the interim lightweight title. Um, uh, Jaronzino Rosenstruck. I know I'm saying that wrong. Versus Francis Ngannou is also on that card. Uh, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas is on that card. And a bunch of other uh, fights are announced. Uh, I tweeted it out. It's on Twitter. UFC tweeted it out. You can see the, the 11 fight card. Uh, TBA, as far as the... Uh, I mean, they're probably not going to say it because they don't want folks trying to sneak over and crowd it or whatever the reason be, being. They don't want to announce a location. So, I mean, they said West Coast. Um, the rumors floating around, according to Jeff Sherwood and, and Talk MMA, if you follow Diz or Dizology, I, I don't know his real name, but he's definitely broke some news on Twitter. Um, Tachi Palace uh, might be uh, the location. It, it's an Indian Reservation casino that possibly could hold uh, the event. I went on their website, though. And like Mohegan Sun, they have a similar message of how they're trying to adhere to the CDC and WHO guidelines. You know, close down uh, and not entertain any business or anything there until the pandemic is uh, run its course. So that's a rumor. It's not confirmed. The UFC has yet to confirm it. And for all I know, they're confirming it right now while I'm recording this at 11, 12 p.m. on a Monday night as this news is coming out, but I'm recording this because, I i mean, I just can't believe. So TMZ, literally maybe 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, put out the news with a, a full video interview. You're going to see all the sites churning it out probably as we speak between now and tomorrow morning or whenever you hear this podcast, you'll likely have heard about it already. <laughs> um, Dana White did an interview with TMZ where he says, as of April 18th, and this is a quote from him, as of April 18th, the UFC is back in business. And one of the reasons why he says he can go forward with fighters from international cards and, and so on and so forth is because the, he said 
and I'm quoting him again, that he's uh, a day or two away from securing a private island to host UFC events. The, the interviewer from TMZ joked around and called it Fight Island, um, which he seemed to like the name of it. I mean, this is, it's getting to the point that it's like, are you, uh, I, I have to wonder is if Dana White is doing this because he just wants to be right so bad that they're willing to break the bank to do it. Um, I mean, a $4 billion purchase, I don't know. I mean, there's folks are saying that, that uh, it's not really, you know, the only ones making the money off of it are, are the UFC. So, I mean, if they got the money to spend $4 billion, is a shit to- shitload of money. So maybe they do have the money to spend on private planes and private islands to fly fighters in and out. Um, but if that's, I don't know, if, first of all, I don't know if that's something you want to do during a pandemic. They said they're going to screen everyone involved with, from, you know, production staff and everything before, you know, before they even get into the event uh, area on this island or whatever they're going to do for a 249 and moving forward. But it's like, you know, from what we know about this virus, it's like, you know, there's, there's a... They interviewed a guy, uh, I don't know if he was one of the first cases in New York that's recovered. Um, they're interviewing him because he just went to uh, he went to Mount Sinai. I think he was tested three times and he got two negatives before he got a positive. So it's not something that you can do one and done and, and not possibly infect fighters and, and referees and stuff. You know, for the fighting is a, is a dirty, it's a dirty sport. I mean, you know, as, a, as somebody that trains in jiu-jitsu, you know, fighting and the rule set that, that MMA brings, I mean, it's, it's blood and sweat and guys on top of each other, super dirty. <clears throat> I mean, and then the cost of pr- private jets, private islands, it's like, okay, if they have the money, then a lot of people right now, the trend is going around, it's like, okay, if you have all this money, then why are you paying your fighters like shit? And that's a really good question to ask, you know? I mean, you, you always hear the, the comparison that, that MMA is more popular than boxing, but boxers still make more money, and it, it's because they don't do things like this. You know, the Ali Act uh, lets the, the, the competitors, uh, you know, come to the negotiation table and have a say with the money and the salaries and stuff like that. And I know there's arguments for and against that because, you know, you see folks dodging fights. I mean, the fights that you want to see in boxing take longer to make than than they do in uh, mixed martial arts. But um, and that's that's supposed to be the argument, you know, against uh, the Ali Act. Uh, I mean, I tend to agree with it in, in, in some aspect, but still, I mean, when you look at these guys, you know, uh, putting their bodies and their lives on the line for entertainment's sake of the sport. Um, you know, they should be compensated for it too. Uh, fighting is probably the oldest sports, if, if you're going to call it a, even a sport. It, border, it borders between, you know, martial arts is still art, but it's still very violent, and so is the competition. And, you know, um, so there's a fine line between uh, violence and, and sport when, you co- when it comes to mixed martial arts. So, um, but... So that's one thing as far as the cost and the money. And, and uh, I mean, uh, this is definitely not going to help fighters get paid more if putting on events this way is going to cost so much that, like, where's the money going to come from, you know? 
like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't see why you have to, why can't you just, if Bellator, the NFL for, I mean, the, the NBA, all the, all the bigger sports, the big league sports, the big four, everything's been put on hold because of what's happening. Um, and Bellator and Combate Americas, like I mentioned in the, in the previous podcast, is everyone's willing to wait. I don't know why the UFC feels like they cannot wait. It's almost as if they think, either A, they think they're going to, to catapult the sport into something bigger than what it's already become to the point that, okay, if we're the only thing going on, then everyone's going to watch. Um... Maybe they think this is going to be a huge win for MMA, and it could be, but I just don't see, I don't see how it makes sense to risk so much in, a, in such a weird time. I mean, say what you will. I mean, I know there's numbers out there, and there's numbers coming down. I mean, this is supposed to be the peak week for for uh, for the coronavirus uh, and, the, and the the COVID outbreak, COVID nineteen outbreak here in the Northeast region of the United States, namely New York, New Jersey, uh, PA, Connecticut, stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> this week, next week, supposed to be the, the, the week that we're going to get hit the hardest. And, and the you know, depending on how we behave and come out of it can help us figure out how much longer we're going to have to uh, live the way we're living. I know folks are calling it the new normal, but that's it's not going to be... The new normal, I don't think. I mean, we, we want to get back to our old lives. If anything, hopefully we'll be... I would hope we're be, we'd be better to each other. But, I mean, the stuff I'm seeing on the news, it's just craziness. And, and this is... I mean, this is pretty crazy. Um, we're not getting... Khabib and, Khabib and Ferguson, this is the fifth time they're canceling it. We'll probably never see it at this point. I mean, uh, between the two of them, I think Khabib is older. And he's already had knee surgery. I know he trains like a beast and stuff like that. But uh, I always think about that quote from the Rocky movie. I think it's it's the one where he's old. It's just called Rocky. I don't know if that's five, six, or seven, or what number it is. But where he says time is undefeated. I think that's in Creed, right? Maybe it's in Creed, <clears throat> the first Creed movie. Either way, sorry. Excuse me. It's had ice cream, but I. I don't know, I'm like, I keep on tweeting stuff on Twitter, and I just felt like I had to record something, so uh, I figured I'd put my uh, my thoughts on the MMA afterthought on, on the whole thing. To me, it just seems insane, um, but again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and, and try to boycott anything or not watch it. Obviously, uh, I, I do uh, I do write a lot of articles. I just actually submitted a, a breakdown to SureDog.com. Hopefully, they publish it soon. Uh, I don't know what they're doing over there, but... The uh, I did a breakdown for the main event only between uh, Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. So that should be published at some point this week, I would think. Um, but uh, with all these, with the news that just broke, there's probably going to be more news to come. <clears throat> and the fights that are listed are probably going to be doing interviews and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean... Um, Today is the 6th, and UFC 249 is supposed to be April 18th. That's uh, uh, next Saturday. Not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. Lord knows how... Uh, I don't see this paying off for them. I mean, I never buy UFC pay-per-views. I usually go to a bar to watch them, um, and the bars are closed. So, uh, I will be 
finding another way to watch it. <laughs> so outside of that, I honestly, um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, <clears throat> I wish they would just hold off, but I mean, I guess we, we really don't know if they're going to pull this off until April 18th. I mean, a private island, though, I mean, that, that none of that none of that is cheap. Private island, private jets. I mean, and, uh, it's just... I actually... It reminds me of when Pride fighting championships tried to hold on after they lost their Sky Perfect TV deal uh, because of the whole, you know, Yakuza, whatever the connection was with Fedor that sunk that promotion. They, they, they blew their wad... They knew they had a fan base here in the U.S. and they blew their wad, uh, bringing one or two events here, and then and then that was it. Pride, you know, they sold it to uh, they sold the rights to to the UFC, and you know that was the end of Pride. Really, I mean, I don't know why they didn't keep the, you know, the way that SmackDown and Raw do the the UFC should have done something like that. Um, I don't know. It's a uh, Whatever, I mean, they're, they're the millionaires, and I'm the poor guy recording a podcast on his phone through Anchor, so uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, again, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll be sharing a lot of stuff and writing a lot of stuff. I record uh, I record the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast tomorrow. We have a guest scheduled, so we're probably not going to talk about this too much, which is why I'm recording this now, but um, we're, we're planning something special for the week after, the week of UFC 249, where we usually do our prediction show. Um, so I'll save. Uh, we're going to probably wait till the very last minute to record that, but it should be fun. Uh, again, I already I sort of did a, a breakdown for a UFC 249 main event. Um, look for that on SureDog.com. I got stuff coming to 137pm.com uh, pro wrestling stuff um, Chris Cyborg talking about boxing I, I think I recorded that on the previous podcast so you can check that uh, you can check out um, those articles at mymmanews.com and listen to uh, the previous podcast before this one where I have uh, the Bellator MMA number one contender Arlene Blanco I interviewed her for mymmanews.com and uh coincidentally you know this cyborg news came out after that so it all fits together nicely so that's that uh monday what a monday huh well enjoy the rest of your week stay home stay safe uh wash your hands wash your face and uh you know don't don't uh don't be touching people <laughs>